Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Sparks, presented by BetOnline AG. I'm your host, Stacey Pates. The Sparks were officially eliminated from playoff contention this week with the loss against the Connecticut Sun. It's the second year in a row the team has missed the playoffs, and only the sixth time in the team's 26-year history, and the first time they've missed back-to-back postseasons since the 1997-98 seasons. It's been a very tough season for the LA Sparks, to say the least. We had Derek Fisher's exit, Liz Cambage's contract divorce, and the latest was Kennedy Carter's coach's decision of DNPs. It's been just as much drama on the court as off for the LA Sparks. And now that the team's playoff aspirations are over, what might that mean going forward? We'll get into that a little bit, but let's first start with Brittany Sykes. We'll hear from Neka Gumake a little bit later. Brittany is going to talk about just how her role changed a little bit, and also she gets a little emotional sharing her heart in terms of how difficult this season actually was. So let's hear from Brittany first, and when you think about her position, of course defense is such a staple of her game, and she's such a terrific defender. She also ran the one a lot this year, so she shared with us how how much her game grew in that area, and really the last time she had to play the one. It's been a minute. Here's Brittany. I haven't really had the ball in my hands like that in my pro career. I think the last time I, the ball was in my hands as much as it was uh, this year, this season, was probably high school, where my high school coach had me playing the one until we had a point guard like my senior year. So kind of got to tap back into those skills. Um, I, I, I'm thankful and grateful for Coach Fred, um, even Fish when he was here, JC, like all the point guards. I picked their brains. Um, they have grace with me, like I had grace with myself. There was some games where I turned that thing over a little too much, but um, I'm just thankful that my teammates had my back and trusted me to continue to figure it out because that's what I had to do. Because um, any night I was the point guard or tonight I was the power forward. So um, I just wanted to just be able to be everything my team needed me to be. And I've also seen you kind of step into that leadership role. How does it feel to not only give some of these younger players grace, but be solid in that leadership role as well? Um, I just I just try to hold myself accountable all the time and just realize that, you know, others are watching and others are learning because I was once them. And that's how I learned how to be a leader by following and and seeing leadership, you know, above me. So that helped me know how to lead. So now it's my turn to do that and pass the baton or pay it for however you want to say it. But that's how I think about it is like, you know, I was once them and now I have a me when I didn't have a me. So that's how I try to put it. So if you could look into a crystal ball, who do you think is going to be the young player on the squad that's going to have the biggest growth spurt next season? I want all of them to have it. I can't pick one. Oh, 40 would like, it don't matter. I just want all of them to grow. Um, It was just dope to see them go through this adversity for uh, most of them, it was like their first time really going through some adversity, especially at the pro level. So I'm just happy how they handled it. I'm happy how they still went out fearless. They balled. And, you know, we just have fun with it. Last three weeks or so, there, mm-hmm. there's really a tick um, on your part in the scoring. Yeah. And you talked about being with the team needed you to be. That that was very much needed. How do you – what's the process of deciding or figuring out, okay, this is what's needed and then going out there and executing that? I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um I just had like a moment after that Minnesota game where I was just like, F it. Like, F it. Just just go hard. Like, what else can possibly happen from, you know what I mean? Like, going hard. 
I had to remember that when I do go hard, good things happen. Like I was so nervous about how others might take it or how myself might take it, you know, and I'd get mad at my mistakes, but I have to realize like, look, who else going to do it, you know? And, and not to say that we don't have anybody else to do it, but if I have the ability to do it and I know that that helps the team, then I got to do it. I got to, I got just got to take it on the chin. So it was one of those moments where I was like, you know what, forget it. Like, just go hard, go hard, do what you've been doing. And, you know, it worked <laughs> and we might've not got the wins, but uh, we, we figured out something. We'll be back with more Believe in Sparks right here on the Believe Podcast Network after this message from our title sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Awesome. Also, congratulations on 2,000 career points, which is um, a milestone you just reached. Oh. <laughs> nah. I don't be knowing nothing. I, no, I, I'll take that back. I did know about the steals. Okay. I knew about the steals. I'll take that back. I won't lie about so that. Congratulations on that. Um, looking forward into the next season, you know, you're unrestricted. Um, what's the number one thing you're looking for in whatever franchise you play for in 2023? I, I always say it. Wherever I'm at, I just want to be used. I just want to be used properly. Just use me. Like, whatever I could do, just just use me right. I've I've been in positions where I, I felt like I was not used right or I was like pushed to the side or stuffed, you know, in the offense. And over the years, it has gotten better. And I've figured out how to, you know what I mean, be that two-way player that I know I can be. But um, yeah, just to be used right. Wherever I may land, wherever I might be, like right now, I'm be totally honest. If any other questions come up about offseason, I'm telling you right now, I'm going on vacation. That that's all I'm worried about. This has been yeah, I need to go somewhere that doesn't need a passport because I gotta get that fixed. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, I just I'm I'm very grateful for the season. I have two questions for you, Slim. Where would you like to play basketball in the WNBA next year? What franchise? I'm going on vacation. I knew you was gonna come and say that. <laughs> I'm I literally just said it. I'm going on vacation. That's where I'm going. I don't I don't care about basketball right now. I really don't. I mean that wholeheartedly. Like I love basketball. But right now, I just, I need a break emotionally, mentally, physically. I just want a break. So if you want to know, I'm going to Puerto Rico or I might go to the Bahamas. I might have me a steak dinner. I might do a lot of stuff. But one thing I'm not about to do is worry about basketball. And let me ask you this then. I know you don't want to worry about basketball, but I just want to ask you in this setting, you know, what's your assessment of the Sparks heading into next season? The season just ended. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm so serious. Like, my mind is straight basketball. And it was like that the whole season. I haven't even decompressed from Australia. So I'm so serious when I say that after I leave out this room, I hope y'all get home safe because I'm about to go get something to eat with my loved ones. And I'm not worried about basketball at all. Hey, uh, Slim, uh, you know, you guys went through a very tough season, you know, losing a coach, losing a teammate. 
uh, what's the lesson that you learned from this? You know, they, we always say we're students of life. Mm-hmm. What's the lesson that you're going to take away from this season? Man, um, there's a lot of lessons. I think the biggest one for me personally, I think is having to figure out a way to come to work every day with with that when you don't want to do it. I think that was that was like the the biggest thing. And I kind of get emotional about it because the season was hard. Mm-hmm. And um there was a lot of times this season where I just I was like, hey, like I, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm tired of losing. But I remember why I play. I remember who's on my team. Like I remember that, you know, there's little ones that's watching, but yeah. This season was hard. It's probably the first time I cried all season for everything, but just making sure I got up every day and made sure I came to work because I know that my teammates deserve that. And my biggest thing is I'm never going dis- to disrespect the game. I'll never disrespect the game. So that's why I'm probably crying because it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a long season. But I'm I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of us because we could have, we could have gave up in May, <laughs> but we didn't, you know, and we still had those chances. So I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of us, but yeah, getting up and just wanting that every day. I mean, I do, but it was hard. I'm be real. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Slim, you, you mentioned just learning how to give each other grace and give yourself grace. Yeah. Just how hard of a lesson is that to learn, especially in this industry that you, you chose yeah. where it's sometimes pretty unforgiving. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't win, it's not good yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you have the, you have the choice to like sit in it or learn from it. We had a lot of moments where we could have sat in our funk and we could have been like, oh man, we're, we're going to keep losing. We're, we're just, we're not going to figure it out. And then there was a moment where I was like, no, nah, we're going to figure this out and we're going to push through. I always use the term like dance through the rain. Don't wait for the storm to end. Because most people will, will wait like, oh man, the storm's coming. It's like, nah, we're going B2K. Omarion in there. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I use that analogy because it helps me. Like most people are like, man, I can't wait for the season to be over. I don't think nobody said that. Nobody said that from my knowledge. I mean, I just feel I just was gonna ask you, do you feel like your years your because you are a vet now, you've been in the game for a minute. Do you feel like your years help help you get through this adversity this oh, year? Oh yeah. Oh man. Um I make the joke, but I said that this year for me personally was like my year three on steroids. if anybody could like remember 2019 like that year was crazy for the for the dream when I was with the dream but then personally like internally that was a crazy year of decisions that I had to personally make and um yeah I mean as I look back I think for sure that things that happened in my life definitely prepared me for moments in this season even when I was overseas, like there were moments where I came back and immediately I see the results of what had happened just this off season in the new season. So um, I'm thankful. I'm grateful that I was able to go through those things and I made it through because now I can help somebody else that is for sure going to go through the same thing. Like it, it, you don't miss out on that. You know, so I just hope that I could be a help. Yeah, your your work and your hustle and your leadership certainly didn't go unnoticed. So I hope you find all the relaxation that you needed more, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Slim, great game today. Uh, just quick off the top of your head, is there any one positive moment that really stands out for you right now in order to just lock going through your head? But was there any one moment this year that maybe made it all worth it for you? Um. Yeah, the biggest thing was that I was able to 
play and be healthy and be there for my team. Even though I missed those four games with COVID, um, we had a lot of injuries this year. And I'm just truly thankful that I was just able to stay as healthy as possible and be ready for my team. That is the biggest thing I take away from this, that it, it's not a common thing this year. So I'm very blessed. And I also hope that Slim has the most amazing, relaxing time away from basketball of her life in terms of relaxation and just decompression. It's very, very important. Let's talk a little bit more about Grace. It's something that Neka Gumake talks a lot about, and she's very good at giving Grace. Here is Neka talking about that topic. Oh, I mean, I feel like it's a practice of mine every day. So I try my best to um, impart that upon, you know, everyone that I I work with every day and then also on myself, Um, you know, initially with, um, you know, with different variables and obstacles being thrown at us, a lot of times you're, you're trying to impart grace upon everyone else. And sometimes you forget about yourself. And so towards the end, I had to do more so on myself to ensure that, you know, I could do whatever I could to be gentle with myself because a lot of times, especially in sports um, or even just like high performance um, situations, you forget that your mind and your heart are also a part of your body. And so um, there are moments when I had, you know, times like that, but um, every day is another opportunity. And I really try my best to just kind of stay in that gratefulness um, as I kind of reflect. Everyone on this team has said, you're pretty much the engine that drives this team. Um, That being said, have you thought about what you need as a player to really build around you? And have you expressed that to, you know, upper management as what you need as a player to really build around you so you can be successful as you're going into your 12th season? Oh, I mean, the game just ended, so <laughs> the conversations really haven't been had. Um, but you know, for me, I've always I've always talked about playing for the intangibles. Um, I think that you know a lot of times, especially kind of like as the game evolves in all sports, you know, being the one that scores all the points is a, it's a heavy cross to bear. It's it sounds fun and it sounds like everyone wants it, um, but for me, I I am all about having you know. A, like a a, a a goon squad you right. know it's not just about having one one player that's doing it all um I know at times you know that that there's certain situations where the team is going to lean on me and I can certainly that's something that I understand and um I feel that I can manage well but I think just really having a team with people that understand that it can be anyone's day um that everyone is a threat everyone has an arsenal Um, but most importantly, that there's one common goal and there's standard and a foundation every single day. Um, and I, I can imagine that most players would want that. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to being able to see that happen. So, um, a tougher question, given the success that some of your counterparts like Candace Parker, uh, Chelsea Gray have received after leaving the Sparks and the difficulty that you've had as far as getting that next championship. I know you said you always want to wear this jersey. Has it ever crossed your mind to move forward away from the Sparks? No. (laughs) Thinking about this season, uh, if you could only describe it using three words, what three words would you use? I'd say challenging. Um, rewarding in ways and probably, I mean, actually I'll switch ta- challenging with tumultuous and then <laughs> rewarding. And, um, I guess like still, still, 
still that of gratefulness. And Eka, um, I remember um, at the beginning of this um, training camp, you know, back during um, then I had asked you about, you know, your your growth as a leader last season, you know, especially with, you know, so many young players that you had. Um, now that, you know, we're at the end of this season, you know, with the, um, I guess, you know, the adversity and everything that you guys had gone through this season, if you can reflect on that a little bit, you know, just how much more do you think you've grown as a leader? Every season you grow in a lot of ways, and sometimes it feels more like growing pains, you know, than you really germinating. Um, but uh, I would say this year I I grew in a lot more um, ways physically. You know, I really dedicated this season to myself in terms of like my preparation. And so I'm proud. I, I played in all but two games, you know. Um, and I was able to be productive in, in all of those games. And I know that that's what my team needs. Um, and understanding that a lot of us were still able to do that, given the different variables that changed the season um, internally um, was a lot. Um, but I, I'm also kind of finding myself in the space between like being the veteran that doesn't relate at all to some of these younger players and then also understanding that there's a generation that um i need to open my mind a little bit more to and so striking that balance has actually kind of it's been reflective and i like it a lot and so that's kind of what's kind of that's growing me as a leader right now what's the lesson learned you know from the season you guys dealt with so much you know losing a coach losing a teammate and just everything that you guys dealt with uh like what do you think the biggest thing you learned about yourself this season not needing to have all the answers and that being okay especially you know someone in my position where a lot of people look to me for the answers and it being okay that you don't always have all the answers sometimes things just happen and you just have to give your best self every day and it may look like 35 points. It may look like encouraging a teammate. It may look like laying in your bed instead of going out somewhere. We just talked. We just talked to Brittany, and it seems like she's taking a step forward in her her leadership as well. What have you seen from her, just uh, stepping up in terms of being a vocal leader on this team? I think definitely understanding, you know, that there's different teammates that you play with, and having to understand, um, you know, communicating with people differently, um, and that that comes with. That comes with a lot of responsibility when you're producing on the court. You know, naturally, people are going to look to you for answers and look to you um, with their own quandaries. Um, and I think where she can really elevate her game is empowering and elevating those both, um, you know, tangibly and intangibly. And I see that as I see that as a as a part of her process. And could you talk to me about the other like forwards on the team, mm -hmm. like Olivia Neslanadota and Katie Lou Samuelson? How was it just watching their game and how they developed during the season? Um, great. You know, I I'm really proud of Katie Lou. Katie Lou, uh, she's I've talked to her a lot, and um, I talked to her about you know like what she feels like her adversity was this season. She's gone from playing on four different teams to now playing consistent minutes on one, and you know she's one of the only vets that signed back to next year, you know? And so for her to be able to have that stability and show that she wants to be here, not just, you know, in an extension, but in how she's playing and, and how she wants to win is huge. She's played on championship caliber teams, both in college and, and in um, the pros and to have someone with her basketball knowledge, but also her skill and selflessness is, is really great. I think that 
what she's going to learn from this year is, is how to get more rest because she's never had to play this many minutes before. And so managing that and understanding that she can't be too hard on herself um, when she's out there because she's evolving into a player where, you know, when you get out there, you have to make minimal mistakes to a player where forget about your mistake and keep moving, you know? And I think that's kind of a part of her process now. So I look forward to that. I've now also officially played with all of the Samuelson sisters. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Um, and then, oh, out of, uh, I would say like since, uh, what is it since 2000 is it 19 yeah since 2019 oh is the one rookie that i i can say like she gets it since marina since i played with marina she gets it she definitely gets it she has a long career in this league um she's a sponge she doesn't complain she works hard she pays attention um she's focused she's driven um she she doesn't, she doesn't let distractions get to her. She knows what's important to her. She asks a lot of questions and I look forward to seeing um, how much she develops, assuming that she has some more um, experience playing overseas, you know, and, and just really becoming, really becoming a great player for this league. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see her get better. And I, I'm hoping that I get to work out with her in the off season too talked about overseas and given what we know about you know the Brittany Griner situation how important is it that we create a system where players don't have to go overseas uh I mean that's all in the CBA you know I think that you know we we definitely have had this this topic of discussion ad nauseum you know we talked about it in um you know, CBA talks, we talked about it when the CBA came out, you know, we're going to start seeing some interesting things happen with the phasing in of penalties of people coming back later um, and how that affects whether people prioritize going overseas and, and playing in the W and then um, understanding what that means for salary and compensation. So it's imperative, you know, next year we have 40 games. So that also matters too. You know, it's looking like the season is going to slowly and slowly and, you know, get longer and longer with more games and so that can't go without the money that can't go without the money so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how that um evolves in this current cba and cbas thereafter um i'm glad that young players still have an opportunity to go overseas and make money though because the reality is is that salary and compensation isn't where we want it to be um it's, it's, it's a spot, it's at a spot right now that serves as a good catalyst, but you know, we're always pushing for more. We're always, always pushing for more. And with all the ups and downs of this season, the tumultuous season that it was, as Neka Gumake described, another change for the Sparks. We knew he was the interim head coach for this season after the departure of GM and head coach uh, Derek Fisher, but Fred Williams will not return. It is official. He was keeping his options open, potentially to come back to the LA Sparks, um, but he will be moving on to be an assistant coach for Auburn, and that's something that he is very much looking forward to in his near future. So the LA Sparks are on the hunt, the national search for a new head coach and general manager. Just one more of the many changes we can expect going forward for the LA Sparks. 
You can listen to Believe in Sparks across your favorite podcast, audio, video, streaming, digital, and social media platforms. And if you've missed any shows, head on over to Believe.com, search Believe in Sparks, and catch any show you missed. You can also follow me on social media. I am at Stacy Pates on Twitter and Instagram. I look forward to welcoming you back to another show right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks presented by BetOnline AG. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.